I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Boy, oh boy, it's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis and he's Julio. Julio, good afternoon. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I have so much <laughs> to unload upon you. I love it, dude. I have some serious trash to dump. I like some unloadage. So roll up our sleeves, put on our rubber gloves. It's about to get very, very uncomfortable. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, I don't even know if uncomfortable is the right word. I just have some stuff I gotta I gotta air out. It all revolves around my war that is developing with my old landlord <laughs> it has it has now turned so into fitting. a full-blown i as i i posted on my patreon I, I wrote about it on the patreon subscribe to the patreon the the written sort of synopsis of this is some of my best work uh i use gifs i use images it's very fun love um it, and it. if you like my work check that out patreon.com francis Ellis, give us a subscribe uh but it it I feel like Jon Snow standing in the middle of that field waiting for the uh, stampede of <laughs> foes and he pulls out his sword and it's the Battle of the Bastards. I mean, what an amazing shot that was. That was good. That was a good episode. Every time you watch that clip, you I still get chills watching it. I have it. a feeling that's your favorite episode. For sure. Yeah. I think for sure. It's a good one. Battle of the Blackwater was up there too, though. Was that the, was that when the, they fight the army of the dead? No, I think Battle of the Blackwater is the one where they store up all that green fiery stuff and then light it on fire and explode all of the. Uh, it might be that. I'm surprised you like that episode. I like that one a lot. That's the one where they kill the whole religious order. Oh, I love that one too. That I think just that's a different that one. I that that was satisfying, but it was such a cop out. It's like all right, we're going to move on from this storyline by destroying every single character. Mm. Whatever. We don't. Have well, to I think it, I think it cemented Cersei as uh, as like a fucking G. Just being, it, it gave her the total claim to the throne. Pure savagery. Yeah. And okay. then there's oh man, that resulted in one of my favorite gifts of all time, which is Cersei's son stepping out of the window. I don't know if I ever saw that. You know when he you know when he kills himself because his wife is now dead. He steps out. Oh, yes, he yes, yes, yes. slowly yes. steps out the window. God, just, he was I, such I a frustrating that, character. I know. But I send that gift to people whenever, like if you ask a girl out on a date and she's like, no, not interested, you just send her that <laughs> gift. <laughs> you might be alive. You might come back from it. Okay, back to this landlord-tenant thing. Okay, so we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and... I was very confident, so confident that I talked about it on my podcast and wrote about it on my Patreon. <laughs> and I have since, you know, filed suit as I was forced to do, which was quite an experience. Have I talked to you about that? You briefly brought it up, but not on the pod. So we'd love to hear about that. Going into uh, what's known as I guess, 111 Center Street, New York City. It's among all the courts and right near City Hall. If you've no experience with the criminal justice system in New York, it's um, it's quite a scene. It's quite a scene because you walk in there, you're having a good day, you go through the metal detector, and then you go up to the room where the small claims court filings happen, and you get in line. And I'm telling you, dude, that place makes the DMV look like one oak. <laughs> that place makes the DMV look like some kind of, you know, business class passenger lounge at JFK. <laughs> because the people in line at small claims court are so desperate and so delusional. Uh, and there's a chance they're trying to get like 50 bucks in some Exactly. Cases, right? They don't have any idea what they're trying to do and the people behind the glass counters ha have to deal with these people all day long ask you a good question what's the highest you can go ten thousand dollars thank you good 
Ten thousand dollars. Didn't even have to finish the question. Yeah, is the highest that you can file for in small claims court. So you're getting up there being a big a big fish in a small pond here. I would say that the amount I was suing for, which is seventy two hundred dollars, is yeah, I'm I'm probably one of their their bigger customers. It's a blockbuster case. Yeah, <laughs> and not only that, but I had my affairs in order. Yes. First of all, you got to pay in cash to file the the thing. It's insane. I mean, how weird is that? That's crazy. Do very rarely, and it's funny how it's always government things that do that. Like the consulate does that. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do you mean cash? Super weird. Um, so ghetto. What do you What do you have to pay? Like how much? Twenty you- bucks. Oh, okay. It's just twenty bucks to file your suit. And and it's funny because there's there's like an even there's like civil court that you can sue in, which costs fifteen dollars to file. And I accidentally went to that window first. Right. You'd think you would have to do that. And they were like, you're, you're, you're filing suit against a, an LLC here. You, you want to go to the big window. You're going to have you, to cough you, up the extra five bucks. You pal. don't want to meddle here. This is a waste of your time, friendo. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went over to the, <laughs> the small claims and that was $20 to file. So I filed my papers and then they send that out as a summons. Do you remember in Pineapple Express? What Seth Rogen's job was? He served people. He was a process server. Yeah, yeah. So he would go to people and hit them with their summonses. Yeah. Uh, what a job. It is a job. It is a weird job. I don't know how honest it was. Like, I don't really understand why he had to wear disguises for that. Because people don't, if you don't get served, you don't have to go. So if, they, if people get a sniff that they're about to be served, they'll avoid the process. And do you have to identify yourself in order to be served? You have to identify the person that you're serving. You yourself, I don't think, need to be okay. like, I'm Seth Rogen, you're served. So if you came up to me and you were like, are you Francis Ellis, but I thought you were about to hit me with a summons, I could be like, no. And Cur- then you can't serve me? I believe so. Like, there's some. I'm sure that there's some workaround if and when that happens. Mm. But I think that the server guys are so good at this that they've perfected the technique of the casual sort of, hey, yeah. are you Chris? Oh fucking boom, that's summons. that's it and when they do it in other movies occasionally you'll see it you, you always get that some sliver of satisfaction yeah because they're very they're very good about it it's they're amazing like, hey john yeah and you think you're seeing an old high school buddy like, wrong yeah. who's asking you better show the up court. in court yeah boom, boom. <laughs> and you hear the gavel smack down and the chime <laughs> from a new episode of law and order <laughs> yeah yeah so I filed my papers. I mean, amid this, you know, zoo of people, you you can't help but overhear the stuff that they're saying because they don't know what they want. So they just start throwing out everything that's happened to them. (laughs) And they're like, my insurance company didn't give me this. And well, then my stove exploded. And and, and, and now my health care. And the the guy behind the counter is like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I understand. And I just, ugh, there is no amount of money in the world that would, that would be worth that level of patience for me. <laughs> it's tough. It's so a tough I, gig. I got in and out. And when I got out of there, I felt unburdened. I couldn't believe it. This is the first time I've really taken part in, in utilizing the American criminal justice system. There's something satisfying too, about having to go through a sort of like, complicated tedious get your ducks in a row municipal bureaucratic process yes and like knocking it out of the park you feel very empowered you do and 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 not only that julio but you walk out among these soaring pillars upon which are inscribed these e pluribus unum yeah these incredibly like lofty idealistic things like sayings that say like justice is the pillar of humanity like all men are are afforded justice it's the uniting thing you're like if you got twenty dollars in cash you're like "Eh, i don't know so much about that i mean i don't feel like that woman whose stove exploded is gonna get the justice but um but yeah exactly it's you know you feel as if this is my citizenship at work right for for the first time i am i am enjoying the fruits of my america not not for the first time but you, you're you're like this is why i pay taxes i i think i don't yeah, right i don't know right is this why i pay taxes are is, is my are my tax dollars going to the judge that sits behind the small I, claims court i believe so i think so right I believe so. city these high city taxes yeah 
Okay. So anyway, I walk out of there and then I sent an email to my old landlord and his cronies. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm sad to say that I had to file small, you know, summons against you guys, a claim against you guys. I wanted to resolve this more amicably, but you left me no choice. Uh, I thought you deserved the respect of knowing that the summons was coming. And then they emailed me back and they were like, um, we're going to have a new list of uh, damages and, and the deductions for you on Monday. P- thank you for your patience. And I was like, it's too late. I've filed the summons. Yeah. Uh, you know, in order for that to have had any bearing on this, the law states that landlords must furnish tenants with that itemized list within 14 days of vacating the property or else they are on the hook for the entirety of of the security deposit. And and if you go back and read what I wrote on the Patreon or what I talked about I think on the on our the episode, mm-hmm. I was willing to settle with them for a a reduced number of the security deposit. I was willing to pay for the repair to the floors. Right. So I was willing to take out $1800, which is what they quoted me even though they lied about that and I caught them in it. We talk about that. Yeah, dude, yeah. so far, I mean, we'll see how this plays out, but this is sounding sort of like the blueprint for how to handle this kind of situation. Well, that's kind of why You're I You're really doing well. Even, even with the, the sort of like theatrical, polite email, mm. sad to say, mm-hmm. instead of being like, listen, you fucking, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of doing that, like no. very politely and civilly handling it. I'm mean, very we're not We're not at the point of hurling invectives, but we are still ending all of these emails with regards and best. <laughs> comma francis which has uh it, it does have a tinge of smarm to it it does there's it a does. there's definitely some smarm going on there because but not the body the body was a very no, decent body adult email i'd give the body a seven Good i'd body. give the ending a four yeah <laughs> yeah body seven ending four um because you're basically saying i mean the subtext of what what i'm saying in these emails is like fuck you, you fucked me and now i'm uh, now I'm going to collect on the fuckery. I'm going to Uber fuck you. Dude, yeah. it's it's really good. And also you get to have your cake and, pl- and eat it too here. You get to basically act as your own counsel, building your own case here. That's it. How I, exciting. I have always wanted to put my four days of law school yeah. education to use. And, and finally I do. Finally I do. Dude, if I win this case for the record, it will be worth at least uh, three to four times as much as the deposit I lost on holding my spot at law school. So we'll finally... Have They're going to make a movie about it, It dude. paid for itself. It'll be the yearly sort of like court film. Yeah. Francis I got to say... Francis yeah, 232 this, LLC. If this works out, I, I, I'm going to want to go to court more often. <laughs> I, it's very... It's thrilling. It Your really Honor. is thrilling. Um, and so, okay. All of this is to say they then... Uh, hit me with that email on Monday with a new list of deductions. And now out of nowhere, they had a cost for repairing the granite backsplash uh, behind the kitchen counter of $6,532. This on top of the $1,800 floor repair on top of a $300 light fixture replacement and this other thing all totaling thousands of dollars more than the security deposit so we went from them being like we're not giving you your security deposit back because you know we had to do all kinds of stuff to now you owe us an additional five thousand dollars that's insane and i almost wrote back lol (laughs) it was hard not to write back like lol i love you for the comedic cartoonish nature of this email at this point hilarious i love them for trying that's excellent so um they then sent me all these pictures of the backsplash and you know obviously i had i I, first of all from what i can tell i i don't even see what's wrong with it but obviously we had nothing to do with it um and none of that is either here nor there because, as I said, in order for that to have borne relevance to this case, 
They would have needed to present me with this information within 14 days of me moving out. It's May. We are five months removed from me vacating my old apartment. Five months. Yeah. Cough up the security deposit, baby. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I just responded to that new list with, uh, you know, hey, I've, I, we'll, we'll resolve this in court, as I said, you know, and just left it at that. So are you going to have to sit in court with the guy? I'm sure that they will show up. I, I bet they'll have a lawyer, too. For sure, yeah. But I'm not bringing a lawyer. You are the lawyer. I'm, I am Fucking my own Ted man. Bundy over here, dude. Per se is how they say that. Pro, pro se. It's pro se. If you're representing yourself in court, like we talk, like cokeheads talking <laughs> uh, late night at a table, yeah. <laughs> uh, you are you are a pro se defendant or whatever, or what a plaintiff, I guess. Dude. So I'll keep people updated, but boy, oh boy, the day I walk out of there with that check, if God willing, inshallah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to take a very excited picture and I hope that people uh, get behind me on this because this is this is not just for me. This is for any small guy out there who has ever been boned by the man, whether it's the city or a landlord or, I don't know, maybe your parents. Uh, whatever it may be, I am taking a stand. They bet on you not having the time or the patience right. to go to, to a Kinko's it. and print out the documents to go to an ATM and withdraw that $20, to go to 111 <laughs> Center Street, read everything on the columns, and get excited enough to wait in that line behind the crazies and to walk out the of columns, there those rotten and columns. to keep everything in writing and make sure that you maintain a pleasant, if not neutral, tone in your emails and then represent yourself in court wearing a decent tie and maybe a J. Crew shirt that you ironed. That you hired. That is what I am doing. I, it is great lengths. And they bet that you won't have the time to do that because you probably have a job. Mm-mm. You messed with the wrong guy. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I wouldn't have had the time. Now, oh, oh, oh I got plenty of time. Dude, that is fucking great. Plenty. Dude, I bet time. you, I would say there's a 50-50 shot. They don't even show up in court. Like, like someone will show up for them. But I feel like the, those like landlord guys don't always go when they get sued. I don't know if this is different because it's like a smaller operation or whatever. I'm just not sure. But I know some real estate guys who they get sued all the time and they never go. Well, I don't know if so I don't we, know. I don't, I don't know if, this know if there's going to be calling witnesses. Right. I think what happens is so. once we get to court, I'm going to have p- printed out all of the emails and the, ex- the whole, all the exchanges we've had, everything that I've kept in writing. And then they'll have their side of things. They'll bring pictures of, of damage, so-called damage. Are you excited about this? Well, are you anxious about it at all? I'll put it this way. Yes, I am definitely anxious about it mm-hmm. because especially, you know, and that's what they intend when they, when they say all of a sudden you owe us an extra five grand. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about that because I have some real estate guys that I'm reaching out to who are kind of telling me like, dude, you, you, you got this in the bag. Like right. the fact that they didn't, you didn't provide you my ace in the hole is that they never gave me a list of deductions within 14 days. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it took them five months to do yeah. it. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So um, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm nervous a little bit, but uh, I also relish that it is providing me with c- content. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as comedians, I, I recognize an opportunity when I see it. Did you got to be careful, bro? Because fucking that. Remember that guy's buddy was just rummaging through your apartment. He died. The guy. That guy died. Mm-hmm. Didn't we, you talked about that already? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I also but still, I like, don't think I can bring that up in court because know, well, when yeah. they gave me a free month of rent for that right. whole fiasco, so, I had to sign some kind of like not an NDA, but a you agree that you'll never bring this up against us right um but dude you know you got to keep a low profile man i would hate to see you get fucking rubbed out over seven grand what what do you mean oh killed <laughs> yes. i thought you meant like jerked off on <laughs> Jesus. rubbed out Fran, I don't know. are you francis ellis <laughs> yeah you've been served uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh <laughs> why did i agree that man in a trench coat um dude, that's great 
So that's our case. We'll keep you. We'll keep you updated. But uh, well, let me know if you have any uh, any other legal insights. Any of our fans, send yeah. us an email. This is exciting. Lo- love to hear about ugly legal situations. If anybody has them, bingo. Um, dude, that's great. Good luck, man. Thank you, friendo. I wish you all the best, guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Um, Well, dude, you guys were at my party, my birthday party. Yeah, buddy. Um, So that was, you know, a couple weeks ago now. Um, But, you know, at the time of recording, we have just, uh, we had just done it. And you, I mean, like you said, it was kind of like a time vacuum, like, you were yeah. both there for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a good time. It was kind of like a quirky little Korean restaurant. It was very hectic, very unusual kind of soju and sake cocktails. The guy sort of like chopping bark and shit behind the bar. Like mm-hmm. the amount of shit that was in these drinks were crazy, but like fancy, like fancy kind of. Yeah, I would say even calling it a Korean restaurant is, is, is misleading in that it was a plant store. And during the day, there's a, it's a plant store. So there were plants everywhere yeah that they were selling and then signs up that said don't touch the plants they don't like that (laughs) and then you're getting cocktails that have plants in them right and wood and all kinds of funky stuff it was was as if poison ivy was throwing a party (laughs) totally it was awesome it's cool right and not to mention like you don't expect that to be there when you walk in no we had gone to dinner there a couple years ago and i remember being like this place is nuts like they, it was different because we were doing the party, so there was like an actual DJ. But usually what they do, they have a guy spinning vinyl in the back. And then along the ceiling, I don't know if you guys noticed this, there's this conveyor belts of like records that are on a fucking clothing line with with, uh, with like clothespins kind of circling around the, the ceiling. And then on the side of the wall, there's this big glass thing covering like all these giant bookshelves, but there's openings in that glass that you can actually sit inside. Yeah. Very interesting little spot. Amazing place. It was like Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, dude. So, some, some Very fantastical place. The What was cool, too, was that they don't have their liquor license. So you had said, I think Hillary was like, feel free to bring a flask. She yeah. sent me that day, and I was like, I got to get a flask. Because I, <laughs> I had not thought that that was a, something I should have. Totally. But now I want one. But people just showed up with full-blown bottles of, like, vodka and yeah. tequila and had them out on the counters. We're at a bar yeah. and we're just ripping shots from a bottle of store-bought tequila. Dude, it was crazy. There was bottles of liquor everywhere, bottles of wine, pitchers of beer, and then just unusual sake and soju cocktails. It was, like, a true alcoholic free-for-all. I quite liked the cocktails. Yeah, they are good. I had the red one. I had about seven of the red one. We didn't know what the name was, but that's all you had to say. I kept going up to him at the end. I just give him 10 bucks, and he gave me one. I didn't even say anything. He that's was just like, yeah, I'll take one of those. Chris Chris kept was, was the guy really good about getting more drinks because I kept getting in these conversations and he'd be like you want a drink and i'd be like you, oh, you know me that's bad and so he'd go up and we had those drink tickets yes did you guys subsidize the whole party hillary did man oh man yeah so what hillary, a lady i know i do i feel guilty i mean hillary threw me a fucking unbelievable birthday party and it's funny because the day that we're recording this episode is the day that the episode where i was fucking bitching the entire episode comes out so I'm sort of like stressed out yeah. about when she listens to that, just as far as like oh reopening the wound. I don't who the, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. I sort of like blacked it out. <laughs> you were mad that she was trying to. I remember. I mean, I remember what the fight was about. How to act or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, ultimately, I don't think it was that that bad. It was kind of just like I wasn't like shitting on her as a person, right? No, no. I mean, definitely, I, I would never so. do that. I mean, I I adore her. She's great. Anywho, she threw the party for me. Amazing. Um, and I think I don't know. So. I don't know if you guys noticed the bartender guy, I think was also the owner. He was like kind of quirky 
and mm. odd. He kind of had he kind of had yeah. this devilish grin on his face the entire night. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny. I was like, whatever. So, dude, at the end of the night, and this is I have a question for you about this, and it's to see what you have to say. At the end of the night, it became very blatantly obvious that he had the hots for Hillary. Oh. And I don't know if it had something to do with like with how you know they they had a pleasant interaction, or if he was just so happy that she threw this big party at his spot right after COVID sort of ending. I'm sure it was a big night for them, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but by the end of the night, dude, this guy starts putting the moves on her. Are you kidding me? Hard. What? Now, at what point is that a thing that's threatening? Because I remember seeing it in my peripheral vision and like thinking it was funny. And maybe it's because I just didn't think that this that she would think that this type of guy was attractive. Like they didn't seem like a match. If this were a more sort of intimidating person, would I have been more upset about it? But I guess her shoe came undone. This guy's on his knees, tying her shoes, Heavens. staring into her eyes. Then he then he brings out one special flower for her and gives her this flower. And like, again, I'm kind of like, this is funny. And maybe, maybe he was just like showing her a thank you. And there's sort of a, cultural separation no, that man. i don't understand I, i've never thanked anybody by lacing up their stiletto <laughs> you out of your mind but it was very clear that this guy Declaration was tr- of war this guy was trying to fuck yeah <laughs> what in the world and it was pretty funny and i remember kind of bringing it up to her when we we're on the way home and we were both laughing about it which you know i'm proud of myself for that because i think a younger me might have like made that into a fight a younger, I, drunker. I me. was going to commend you for being so nonchalant and just laughing that off. I, I don't yeah, even think fully laughed it off. I would not have been put off by it, um, not even necessarily from a threatening standpoint, but just a that guy is completely violating um, social <laughs> graces and like it, it, it's such a an affront. You're the birthday boy. I know. We were all at his bar because of you. (laughs) Choose anyone else's girlfriend to hit on. Such a savage I can't get over him relacing her high heel. That's one of the most intimate things you can do. It was insane. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's that's straight out of like uh, Cinderella, man. Dude, I think that's how they got together. I know. I know. He puts the shoe back on her foot. Dude, and and there was a second where I was like, is this weird? And I was like, it's definitely weird. But I was like, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) She's threw me the best party in the world. There is no world where even if it was a guy who was much more intimidating or a guy who I was much more threatened by. I still think there's not a world where I make that into a fight unless she starts doing something back or whatever, but she wasn't. Well, here's, here's my question. Had she settled up for the evening in advance? Okay. What was that? Which had she tipped? Was there any tip at play? I'm sure. And dude, I, I, I imagine that it was expensive. And my, my point being, no, no, no. I, I know I, there is oh, I see. no Wait. faster way for him to absolutely submarine whatever expected gratuity he might have. Totally, totally, totally. Then by doing that totally to you and to her, it just ultimately wasn't a big deal. But I was just curious to hear what you had, what you thought about it, because, dude, there's no like, can you imagine if I made that into a problem? My girlfriend just threw me an extravagant. I would I would venture to call it an extravagant birthday party. It's, yes. To me, it felt extravagant. It was um, bougie. It was really fun. It was really awesome. And like she tried so hard. It was so sweet. Dude, she paid the DJ $500 to stay two more hours. What? I think that was just like something she did on a whim. Like, because, yeah. and we were all drinking. And I think she was like, I can't believe I did that. Especially because he left earlier than oh, really? the agreed upon time. Oh, damn. Um, and it was this whole thing, which I, I'm fairly certain that's more than he was paid to begin with. Wow. Um, you know, which is just nuts. I was like, this is fucking crazy. I felt, you know, I felt bad, but whatever. So this whole thing, pulling out all the stops, there's no world where I make a, an issue about the owner trying to bang her. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> yeah. all good. It was hilarious. Um, and just a, a, a nice story to tack onto a, a lovely night, you know? I like to flip the, the script. Let's flip the looking glass for one second mm-hmm. because in my mind, Let's say that I'm the bartender and I'm hitting on this girl and I know inevitably he knew you were her boyfriend and that I mean she she brought out a cake I introduced and kissed him. you yeah, right. as you blew out the candles yeah. like there there could not have been more of a spectacle of, of you being totally. her boyfriend so uh 
imagine you go to hit on her like that and <laughs> you're just laughing. <laughs> That's the most emasculating thing. If I were to hit on someone's girlfriend and their boyfriend showed up and just laughed at me, <laughs> I would fucking not be able to Dude, sleep. That's good. And you know weeks. what's funny? I didn't even cuz there's a way to laugh at someone where you're threatened and you're acting like you're not. I was literally sitting in the corner laughing, <laughs> allowing him to carry on. Dude, like it's so char- <laughs> it's so sweet, it's so cute what he's and that he thinks like, he has a chance. Yeah. So cute. I mean, that is from your perspective, that's that is great. the number be- one best way to to fight that to <laughs> to put him in his place and to just neuter him. Dude, totally. I really think so. Totally, man. Damn. Um, but dude, I'll say this. I owe her one. That was a great party. I had such a good time. What a, a really nice array, mixture of friends, comedy and non-comedy, and just like people from all different parts of my life and her life. And uh, she brought a camera to make sure she, she took a bunch of great pictures. Mm-hmm. Like she did so much. And it's a testament to how much of a jack of all trades she is. I'm very impressed by her. I always have been. The way that she does so many things so competently. And I'm very humbled and uh, thankful. Ah, what a nice, what a nice thing to say. You know, uh, I wonder if that has anything to do with your guilt from it the has, old dude, episode. No, it, has, it has nothing to do with the guilt from the old episode. That fight, so that fight actually lasted longer than any fight that we've ever had. Really? We didn't speak to each other for the rest of the day. I got home late. I think I had a show. Got in bed. We didn't talk. The next morning, I kind of like walked out of my, walked out of the bedroom. She was on the couch. We kind of looked at each other. Yeah. Smiled and it was over. Got it. And it wasn't a big deal. That's good. Um. And I actually thank you for playing devil's advocate during that discussion, um, sort of defending her since yes. she wasn't here to be defended. I like to, I'd like to say angel's to advocate. Yeah, I was advocate. I was her advocate, and she is a Correct. a siren. And it just wasn't a big deal, dude. You know what I mean? Like it was a fight. I you know I meant the things I said. I'm sure, um, but it was just blown off some steam, and we sort of got to the root of the problem too, which was a very sort of exposing interesting moment mm-hmm. um and yeah that's good Love to tell the tale i think uh an important thing I, I i don't even know where i heard this but uh actually I, th- I actually do know where i heard i read this in martin short's autobiography you know martin short <laughs> of course comedian? of course uh he's great uh, and he said that he and his wife made an agreement the day they got married that they would never go to bed angry i like that so you don't want to turn away in bed from your significant other in a huff mm. you know stave off bed sleep until you've actually at, at at very least met somewhere in the middle well dude i'll tell you what if i caught her making out with the fucking owner of that restaurant i don't know if i'd be able to fucking... no for sure not <laughs> no but no dude 100 it's a yeah it rings true i love it dude i made a funny realization about you when you showed up at the party i'm interested to hear oh, this I- Chris, I remember remembers me saying this. Uh, I had an outrageous outfit on, by the way. So France, <laughs> it was amazing. It was great. Francis loves to dress as if he's like the host of a TV show, <laughs> but like the host of a TV show where like you happen to not be in the studio that day. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> we're, I'm Francis. We're here at Mardi Gras, and uh, as you can see behind me, it's a real hoot. We're on location here in Cancun. <laughs> Boy, these spring breakers get younger every year. <laughs> Francis has so many novelty shirts that are so great, and uh, he did not disappoint with his outfit at the party. Yeah, I had a pretty it funky. It was almost like a full linen outfit that... The shirt I was wearing was uh, had airplanes on it. So funny. It was great. I was having a great time. Awesome. What man. were you going to say? What's the realization about me? That was it. Oh, <laughs> well said. That's great. That's great. That that stood up to what I had hoped. Yeah. Um, well, that's so funny because um, I had an interesting realization, which is, and it, it's more of just an observation, I think, but um, your party was such an amazing blend of two worlds Mm. one being the new york stand-up comedy world Mm -hmm. the other being beautiful social people in Mm -hmm. new york city Mm -hmm. let's we i I don't want to say this but almost like we could call them the soho house crowd right i think that's fair yeah and you those are two very contrasting disparate groups of people because stand-up comedians 
never come within a hundred miles of the Soho House crowd, <laughs> and uh, I think the Soho House crowd would not find themselves commiserating often with with the the miserable, right. downtrodden, grungy stand up comedians. <laughs> and yet, you find a way to create a bridge between those two worlds. So it was it was by far the most attractive comedy party I've ever been to. Really? Not even close. I feel like you do the same thing, though. Yeah, but dude, if I, I'm either hanging out with comedians oh, you do one or, or the I'm other. hanging out with the Soho house. Dude, crowd. I really get a thrill out of bringing Danny Palmer into his situation. He was great. Like He's the He best. was great. Danny Palmer, if you guys don't know him, look him up. Very funny, quirky comedian whose life is really, he, he lives a Benjamin Button lifestyle. Like the guy looks better every day he gets older. But with that, as he gets into his 40s, he's starting to behave more and more like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like he needs to be partying. There needs to be girls there. He like he'll text us bragging about insane shit that you shouldn't be bragging about. I got her Instagram, dude. That's public information. <laughs> <laughs> you getting someone's Instagram. She wants a follower. She did, She's not giving you her number, dude. Um, but anyway, he was on probation because he acted a little crazy at Hillary's birthday not actually he was jokingly on probation from one of hillary's birthday parties so it was great to see him have a good showing nice uh, but that's just to your point but i appreciate that man that's a compliment and i enjoy bringing kind of those two groups of people together and ultimately you know something happened that i want to tell you about please and i it, it's something that i've encountered in my life a number of times and it's when it happens i can't stand it <laughs> So I'm not going to say who it did, did okay. this okay. to me, okay. but I introduced myself to someone at one point in the evening mm -hmm. and they introduced themselves to me. By the way, this person had been talking to my girlfriend okay. for a while. So, okay. and it was a girl. Okay. I'm giving a lot of information now, but, um, so, so it's not as if I came up to this person out of the blue and was like, hi, I'm Francis. Who are you? Right. Uh, I was I was sort of folded into a conversation, and the the girl gave me a fake name. What? She's like, "Hi, I'm." I'm. Are so you sure? Curious. Yeah, hundred percent. How do you know? That? Because Hillary was right there, and she goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Bro, that's She's not like, even a pet peeve. I've never heard of that happening. Dude, that's I, so insane i've had this happen a lot of times what the fuck where people think they're fucking with you and they're like i'm jonas oh my god and then you're like really you're and then jonas? they're like no i'm not but it's as if they just for whatever reason they don't want to like give you a real name i don't know why they think it's entertaining to fuck with you that's insane dude i've had that happen to me before and i'm just like who the fuck do you think you are yeah that's so annoying like why can't you tell me your real name that's so dude jokes like that that make no sense are really off-putting they're just weird exactly what's the point of it left a joke? very acrid taste in my mouth <laughs> but fortunately word of the week baby hillary was right there to be like to put the girl in her place be like what are you doing <laughs> this isn't some guy who's hitting on you dude that's crazy like, you, you've been talking to his girlfriend <laughs> that is crazy. for an hour you know that is so i'm so curious to find out who this was Dude, that was fantastic. It, I, I was. You know what I do sometimes, but this is different. This isn't that same joke. Like if I'm meeting up with a friend and we bump into somebody at a place, I'll just say my dad owns it. <laughs> so they'll be like, "Oh, do you, this is a great spot, right?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, it's my my dad owns it." And then they're like, "Really?" And like, dude, it'll be funny because sometimes I'll do it at a place where someone famous owns the place, huh. and I don't, I didn't know that. Like, I'm like, "Yeah, my dad owns this hotel." He's like, "Your dad's Ian Traeger," and then I'm like, "Yeah." How long do you keep it going for? <laughs> it depends. Like if I keep hanging out with them, then I'll tell them, but otherwise I'd never tell them. Do you ever find do you ever find that when you reveal the truth that they're not happy with you? <sighs> Maybe, but I don't care. So I'll only do it in a situation where I don't care. Like if I, I was at a friend's party and whoever that was knows who you are. Like people know our podcast. Like my friends know who you are. So the fact that somebody's coming up to you and trying to pull one fast one on you, that's weird. I wouldn't do that. I don't like being fucked with by strangers for the for meeting me for the first time so with all due respect if you pulled that dad thing on me and i didn't know you you were i would like just it. think that you were you were being like 
patronizing or something. Right, right. I, I don't it's, even know. Like, I don't respect you like enough what, to not to, fuck with you. To or just something. be, yeah. Like, right. why can't why can't we just meet on level ground? Totally. Um, yeah, and you're you, you're amusing yourself at at my expense. Absolutely, and I think and I think my answer is, I like to think that I can feel it out appropriately. Fair or. I'm too fucked up to feel it out appropriate. And I trust and both of those things. Hopefully. And I trust both of those things because you're not a rotten soul. But that's a weird move. That's just, and at least if you're going to fuck with you, at least be funny. Yeah, exactly. It's not funny at it's all. It's not funny. It's, not funny <laughs> it's literally not funny at all. <laughs> Dude, I guess I love the idea of Hillary. I can picture her going, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Just, just being like, I can picture her exact tone there. You're, you're yeah. And I was grateful to her. <laughs> but i that and i look great. the the girl maybe she was bombed and and uh I, I don't hold it against her at all who cares it's nothing maybe she just it's just a joke that didn't really land but i only brought it up because it's happened to me before it's so insane and i'm 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 like who do you who do you think you are like do you think that there's a chance that she, you she knows who you are she knows you're funny i don't think and so she's trying to be funny i don't think so you don't think so no I'm not saying that that would make it okay. No, I don't think um, I don't think that I don't think that was it. God, that's so fucking weird, dude. This happened. And this happened, and this pissed me off too. So I ran into. This <laughs> is turning into no, no, going no, no, from no. the greatest party ever to like just. Okay, here's no, no. another thing I had an issue with. <laughs> no, so this isn't. No, it didn't really piss me off, but this is a shitty situation, and this is why you got to be careful with these kind of things. I'm walking around. I'm walking down the street, and I bump into a friend of a friend or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And she then texts Hillary that she saw me and she's single and she's like, you guys should set me up with somebody. And I was like, oh, great. So I found a, a perfect guy, I thought, to set her up with. Like, checking all the boxes, even the things that you don't say out loud. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think she would think that this guy was a guy who she'd be, she'd feel good bringing around. Like, she'd think he's cool. He's like from a place that I think she would think is cool. Like, I take all these things into effect, right? Mm -hmm. And I go to set them up. And then she, he, I was like, hit her up. She said to send her a DM. He DMs her. They start talking and she just ends up like ghosting him. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? That's so beat. Mm. Right? Like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? At least be respectful of the guy. Let me ask you this. How attractive was the guy? Dude, he's, a, I would say he's a, I personally feel that he's very good looking. Do you think that she would have thought he was less good looking than she is? I honestly, I don't see how she could do that. I, 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 I think, are you being, are you being pragmatic right now? I'm, because you no, don't no, want to no. hurt their feelings. No, she's cute. He's cute. Period. Like, and honestly, I would say that in there, there's sort of a spectrum with which you could think either of them are, but it would be obvious that both of them are good looking. Okay. Because here's the thing, Julio, when you set people up, the only thing that either side gives a shit about heading into whether or not they're going to go on a date is how attractive the other person is. Absolutely. And dude, I, and maybe there's a chance that his Instagram is maybe a little wonky. Maybe he's like making jokes or something and she didn't like that or something. I don't know. The only thing I can imagine her having an issue with is maybe how tall he was, but you can't tell how tall he is and he's definitely taller than her. So I can't imagine that that's an issue mm. and he's not short. He's not tall. He's not short. So maybe she really got busy or something. And maybe I'm reading into this too much, but it bummed me out that I had to be like, how to go already knowing that it didn't go well oh. so that I could be like, I'm really sorry, dude. I didn't mean to walk you into a trap. Yeah, that's tricky. Well, we've talked about the the pitfalls of matchmaking of before. Up. And I guess that's another one we had. I hadn't even really considered. And I don't want this to reflect poorly on the girl. I like her. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe she got back with her. Who the fuck knows what happened? And this is the risk you take setting people up. Maybe she just didn't like him. Who knows? But uh, it was a shitty situation. Mm. I feel like it put me in a tough spot. I was, I have another, I thought of another thing that happened at the party that oh, dude, great. went poorly. Let's hear it. On the way out, there was a small cluster of people, someone that you're very close to, mm -hmm. uh, sort of outside ripping jewels, <laughs> just puffing fat clouds. <laughs> and I was walking out with my girlfriend and my other friend who came. Uh, and we had were waiting for an Uber, and he came up to us, and he was clearly pretty drunk. Mm -hmm. And he goes, "Francis, like, you look like you could, you could sell me lobster." <laughs> and I was like, uh -huh, "Okay." <laughs> 
no. You, you know me. No. Maine. Um, <laughs> and he and he, dude, he quintupled down on this. Oh no! He was like, "You're gonna sell me some lobster? No. You, uh, when are we gonna go g- pick out lobster for you to sell me? You got <laughs> no. You selling me lobster, man? No. And I don't know if it was like the shirt I was wearing, which had airplanes on it, not lobsters, but I guess. <laughs> Do you think this person knows you're from Maine, even? I would venture to say he has a a good, if not intimate, knowledge of me from the podcast. <laughs> God damn! And now, and now, when dude. people people, I'm I, sorry, dude. I have been likened to lobsters in my life because of my the hue of my skin, mm-hmm. which is pinkish at times. Uh, the the fact that I'm from Maine, just my general sort of red aura your hue yeah and um <laughs> so i've learned not to be bothered by it mm-hmm. but and again i will give him 100 percent the benefit of the doubt he was just fucked up whatever but when you're not that fucked up and people fuck with you <laughs> you're just like i i'm just like all right i don't i don't want to i don't want to deal with this anymore fuck, like dude. i'm just gonna walk I'm sorry. Down man. the street. No. I'm sorry not. that you were a target. No, it's I fine. I, I, but, you know, I just feel bad. I, I think maybe I asked for it with the outfit I wore. No, you didn't, bro. No, you didn't. You, <laughs> you, that place was so distracting. You would not ask for that with the outfit. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I asked for it just by being who I am, man. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you this. I don't know how to dress anymore, bro. After like a year of pandemia... Mm. And I know it's not over yet everywhere in the world or, or even here, but like at, now that I'm, things are coming back to being more social, I look at my closet. Have you ever heard that song by the Smiths? It's like, I would go out tonight, but I haven't got the clothes to wear. No, but I do want to hear it. It's a banger. And but you know, I have, I, an answer, I have an answer for you. You what? should wear some bird dogs. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that is your simple panacea. Wow. Your palliative wow. Uh, clothing to wear for all. It was right there the whole time. I can't even believe you didn't even see that coming, buddy. Unfucking believable You're asking me what to wear. I'm wearing my bird dogs right now. Well done, dude. I'm even got their t shirt on. Holy smokes. Yeah, you're rocking head to toe B dogs. Bird doe. Uh, <laughs> we love the bird dogs. Their pants, their shorts, they are the answer to anyone having uh, any doubts about what to pick out for their closet that evening. And they hold a special place in our podcasting heart. I mean, they've essentially been with us literally from the beginning. Of Oops Inception. Yes. They believed in us. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really nice thing. And if you if you like us, I would say go get yourself a pair of bird dogs because it's probably the uh, official slash unofficial outfit of Oops the Podcast. Yeah. If you use promo code OOPS right now at birddogs.com, you'll get some kind of gift <laughs> we don't with your know. first order. A mystery gift. They send you something fun. But also, more importantly, they send you their bird dogs, which are the best. Go there now, birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. Dude, speaking of, of bird dogs, um, and I guess we can put the thing to rest with the party about the fact that that place had so much shit going on. There's no way you can blame it on your shirt. There were so many flowers and fucking trinkets and shit. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly sure. wasn't the uh, the odd man out. But you dude, something something else happened there, okay, okay. which was. But th- this is funny. Good, this good. isn't bad. It's okay. I want, um, it, I want it all. Hill Dog mm-hmm. brought out the milk bar birthday cake yes which is if you live in new york there's there is one cake to rule them all dude i gotta be honest some days hungover sundays i will go to milk and buy a slice of cake it's nine dollars wow i will buy a piece i buy a piece of cake i don't know if anybody else does that do you know what i do on hungover days i will seamless or caviar from Petey's pie company we heard from there too a full like Full pie. six slice sampler <laughs> and eat them all. I'll eat six slices of pie. We would do that too, but Hillary's allergic to most of the pie. That's true. There's but we so get the many blueberry. Dude, I love that place. Okay, but um, okay, continue. Sorry. So Hill Dog brought the pie out and the cake, the cake. The cake, excuse me, from Milk Bar. And immediately I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to eat that. But this is kind of, this is a kind of the scene where that Milk Bar cake at your birthday where everyone's drinking these soju cocktails is a little bit like the pool at Soho Soho house where it's like, is anyone going to eat that? (laughs) 
Is that just for show? Is that a cake to be eaten? Right. Is it even edible? Right. Is it just a plastic cake? Is it an ornamental cake? <laughs> of course, I'm like, I'm eating that. Of course, I'm going to have some of that. Are you kidding me? Cake comes out. I'm not going to not eat it. And so everyone, it was as if there was some kind of a magnet. Like most people know that I love cake. So the the slice just got ferried over people's heads like <laughs> right a Green Day front man crowd surfing at a mosh pit. <laughs> and it comes right to my hand. And I'm like, nobody sent me over utensils. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess we we're finger fooding this puppy. <laughs> and I pick up the cake and I start to feed myself with it. My girlfriend goes, don't, don't do that. <laughs> You've been shaking hands with everybody. <laughs> And sure enough, as she said that, a gleaming fork pat yes, came yes. came into view, and I'm like, "What do I care, dude? That's you know, weird. I've already broken the seal." <laughs> do you know that I pick? I picture like you, the cake just starts making its way towards you. You're like, "Is it gonna? Is it gonna?" And then you get it. It's like when you're at the basketball game and you just you, the t-shirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just starts. <laughs> it starts to become. You're like, "Am I gonna? Am I gonna?" Whoa. Yeah, well, and then then you get it, and there's some little kid in front of you, and you have to give it to him. You're like, Fuck. no, no, that maybe that was you. I didn't give it to little kids. In fact, I knocked an old woman over one time. Dude, it's funny. I didn't even eat any of the cake. The one like positive thing that happens to me from like when I'm getting fucked up, when I drink, I just don't have an appetite at all, mm. and I didn't eat any of the cake. I mean, in truth, I I didn't have much of an appetite either. I just when that cake comes out, I don't have a choice. <laughs> You just got to hit it. It needs to be had. You got to hit it. So, I had fun cutting it up. Yeah. So I'm standing there talking to Julio. Everybody had eaten cake. I was so proud of myself. I hadn't eaten any. I've been drinking all night. I didn't want to eat any cake. And there's just like tiny little triangle on the table. And I was like, oh, I've never had that. And Julio's like, eat it right now. Eat, eat it right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just picked it up, it threw so it good, in my right? mouth, and I've never had it. I was like shook. I was like. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you, know what, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the real life. See, remember we made that video of me tasting the shake? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I made that like crazy reaction. Chris made a very audible, funny reaction. I felt like he was my son. I was like <laughs> showing him stuff. I was like, this is great. Dude, another funny thing that I was doing. So Hillary's uh, older sister has a boyfriend who's like, I think he's either 39 or 40. He's a great guy, but I don't know why, but I found so much pleasure in like, forcing him like i he would hand me his glass and i would just pour it full full of tequila yeah, yeah. and he's like dude i was like no no you're good no, that's and then i just serving. i cut him a gigantic piece of cake <laughs> <laughs> dude it was like this big i was like here you go no no he's like dude dude i was like no no i really yeah. enjoy it. shout out to steve he's uh -huh. a good dude well i'm glad um, steve got the lion's share of the cake even though he didn't want it and i i definitely did sorry um, man yeah that's unfair okay. distribution no of the that's cake. fine that's fine that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes <laughs> But uh, it was a good time, dude. And we didn't, I mean, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the night before, which I think we should do on the next episode. Okay, that sounds good. I don't even remember what happened um, the night before. Yeah, we can talk about Oh, it. I remember oh, what happened yeah. the night before. The ribs. Yeah. Ribgate. Lots to talk about <laughs> with the ribs. Ribs for lunch. Um, well, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. That'll huh? do. That'll do, pig. We are that'll oops, do. <laughs> we are Oops the Podcast. Um, we love you all. Thank you so much for sending all your emails and stuff. Uh, if you have thoughts for us or what suggestions, whatever, oops, the podcast at gmail.com at oops, the podcast, please subscribe to Francis Patreon. He's killing it. Has a lot of very funny shit coming out, especially during this whole legal battle. Yes. Um, I'm at not who the, he's at Francis C. Ellis. Thank you so much. And goodbye for now.